Hi, I'm Josh and welcome to the Wild Nature Photography Podcast, the podcast that talks the art and the craft of nature photography. It's the 19th of September 2021 and this is podcast number 21. Now on this episode I'm going to be doing a book review. So we're going to be talking about, specifically we're going to be talking about a book I just purchased on Amazon. It took about a month to arrive, it was really slow shipping, I'm not sure why that was the case. But it is the Natural History Museum's Unforgettable Photojournalism. And we'll come to that book review in just a moment. A couple of other small things I just want to touch on first um, and discuss briefly. The first one of which is my upcoming trip to Finland uh, in a couple of weeks' time. The Finnish Border Guard has just posted revised border restrictions for travel into Finland. That mean I'm going to be able to go ahead with that trip. Uh, they are allowing uh, people into the country who have been double vaccinated. So that's myself and all my clients. So I'm really excited that's going to be going ahead and will be time to start thinking about packing up some clothing and equipment for that very, very shortly. And I'm really looking forward to getting underway. I'm definitely going to be doing some podcasting uh, from the road for this trip. It's going to be pretty surreal, I think, to see what it's like traveling through airports at the moment in the rest of the world. I'm expecting Melbourne Airport to be more or less deserted. Uh, there is very, very little in the way of uh, international flights coming in and out of, of Melbourne. So I'm imagining it's going to be quite um, quite quite quick to transit through there, although it's going to be interesting to see uh, how they are enforcing the travel restrictions and at what point I get asked for my travel permit. I'm sure that has been linked behind the scenes in a computer somewhere and and no doubt that uh, they'll already be aware of who's got permits and who hasn't. But that's going to be interesting and I'll be doing, uh, as I say, some podcasting on that as we as we go ahead and um, as I make my way up to Finland. So let's move on now. Let's talk about... Um, the Canon EOS R3 for a little bit. There's been quite a lot said about this camera already now on uh, the internet. There's a heap of YouTube reviews out there of early production samples of the camera. As I said in my last podcast, I'm not going to be able to get my hands on this camera until I get back from Finland. It's not looking like it will land here in this country before mid-November which is roughly when I'm planning to come back. I was really, really hoping to be able to take one of these with me. From what I have seen, uh, looking at uh, most of the reviews that are out there, the autofocus is pretty incredible, so I'm really looking forward to giving that a try. It's really actually hard to find uh, any reviews that are doing much in the way of wildlife. Most of it is, to be honest with you, things like motorsport or uh, skateboarding or rock climbing, these type of things, so I'm pretty keen to try it with some wildlife. Looking forward to that. When that comes out, I will make one more phone call to Canon before I go in the off chance that there's somewhere they can get me a camera before I leave, but I, I'm not holding out much hope for that. So anyway, let's talk about uh, the book review for today, which is the Natural History Museum's uh, Wildlife Photographer of the Year, Unforgettable Photojournalism book. Now, if you're not familiar with how I do book reviews, I should probably actually just talk for a minute about um, how I score them and what what, uh, what those scores actually mean. So I, I like to give uh, the photography books that I review a score from one to five stars, five stars being, you know, a must own, you know, no photography library is really complete without that book. And then one being given a miss, there are, there are better books on the, on the subject you should probably look at. So um, basically all the books that I review, I will be giving a, a star rating to. And that star rating is obviously quite subjective. It's my opinion um, you know, of the book uh, as a photographer and someone who's produced books themselves. I like to talk about the print quality, um, how the book is presented, how it's bound, 
where it was printed, all these sorts of things. So let's get into it and let's talk about this book. Now, the first thing I want to say about this book is uh, it's not what I expected. So when I ordered this book, uh, and I can't remember how I actually even found out about it, to be honest. I think it may have just flashed up in my Amazon recommended area. But it came up anyway, um, and, and I looked at it, and I thought, oh, that looks fantastic. I'll pick that up. It wasn't very expensive. I think I paid, from memory, it was somewhere between 25 and $30 US for the book, so quite inexpensive. And it is a hardbound book. It's it's uh, fairly not much bigger than A4 in size, although it's square um, in, in, uh, in shape. And it is hardbound with a very nice dust jacket. But what I actually thought I was buying when I bought this book was I thought I was buying a uh, collection of all the winning photographs from BBC's Natural History um, Competition, their Wildlife Photographer of the Year. Now, but that's actually not what this book is. And I should have perhaps paid closer attention to it. I think I just kind of ordered it without really reading the blurb about what it was. But what it really is, is is it's a book of what they call unforgettable photojournalism. But really, the photographs inside are all statements about environmental impact. So it's a collection of images taken from the BBC competition, uh, from the Natural History Museum, that make statements about environmental impact. Now, uh, let's just talk about layout for a minute. So uh, the layout of this book is a combination, the, the images themselves are presented as a combination of either full bleed or they're presented uh, with constrained white borders. So there's not a lot of consistency to how, how they've been presented in this way. Some of the images spill across two pages, uh, so you lose a little bit in the gutter. Some of them don't, they're just con- confined to one page. Um, I don't mind so much that, that there's lack of consistency in this book as the images are not designed to flow together. Because they're shot by different photographers, um, because they are very, very different subjects, I think it's okay to lay out the book in this way, and it kind of works. I mean, it's it it never feels the book feels very broken up as a result of this, um, because you're looking at you know you go from one page where an image is constrained with a white border to the next page where it's constrained but then spills over into a second page, and then over the page again, and I've got a full bleed image that runs right off the page. So. You know, as I said, no consistency there, but it's okay because this is really a collection of photographs, um, not a book that's been produced by one photographer. What I really, really do like about this quite a lot is that every single photograph in here has quite a lot of text about the story behind the image. And I think that's really important. I've talked about this in a couple of other book reviews. It really just helps to put a lot of context around the photograph. It tells a little bit more about what's going on and why the photograph was taken, where it was taken, what the story is, um, the photographer's insights, uh, where, what the location was, the year it was taken. All this kind of information I think is really beneficial and really goes towards, you know, as I say, helping to tell the story. The images themselves are quite powerful, but as I say, they're not what I was expecting. I was actually expecting to get a book of all the winning images, uh, which is really what I was hoping for. This surprised me, but and not in a bad way. I think my initial impression was, oh, it's not what I wanted. But then when I started to look at it, I came to the conclusion, now these are actually great photographs that make really strong environmental statements. It's not a particularly big book in terms of view of page count. I think it's around about 120, including the index, around about 128 pages. And there are a couple of pages at the back that give you details about all the, the, the different photographers who took the photographs, including their websites, the equipment that they used, uh, what their settings were, um, 
all this sort of information is there. So you can look at the image and go, well, I wonder how that was taken and flick to the photographer's page and you can see actually what even what brand of camera they used. You know, I'm looking at one particular image now um, from Mark Long in uh, the USA. It, was, he, it says here he shot it with a Nikon D700 and a 17-35 f2.8. was shot at a 60th of a second at f4.5 at ISO 1250 and it was entered into the um, Wildlife Photographer of the Year in 2010. So there's a lot of information that's provided and I think that's great. You know, you really get to fill in the blanks and if you want to, you can even go and look up the photographer's website and, and do a bunch more research. But as I said, there's so much information included alongside each photograph anyway with the, uh, that helps fill in the story. And that's really cool. Uh, I like that. Uh, I wish more books did this, actually. Now, the book, um, let's t- we'll come to print quality in just a moment. The paper stock is a luster. Uh, I think it's probably fairly s- safe to say this is a pretty standard sort of photographic luster paper. There's nothing really special about it. It does it does what it's meant to do. That is produce nice, vibrant, vivid colours. Um, overall, I'm not really a fan of luster papers. I just prefer matte papers. But this, as as far as this goes, it's fine. You know, it, it again, it accomplishes its goal. Um, the book itself is section sewn as well, which I which I really like as well. That means that it's the way it's put together is quite sturdy in its construction. And the dust jacket as well is is really nice, nicely done. The image that's printed on the dust jacket is again repeated on the cover of the book. If you remove the dust jacket, um, and you can um, you can easily do so. I, I actually really like a nice dust jacket. I think you know it it, it just helps elevate the book um, to a, to a really nice presentation standard. Uh, the book itself was published by the Natural History Museum. However, it was not printed in the UK. Now, from what I can tell, this was actually printed in Shanghai um, from the research I've done. And the overall print quality is actually quite good. It's not exceptional in that uh, this is clearly still a um, not been produced with inkjet uh, printers. This has been produced as, a, uh, as an offset uh, process. But the print quality is actually surprisingly good and better than I perhaps would have expected um, in this book. I have purchased a lot of books like this in the past where I've been really disappointed with the print quality. But in this particular case, I think it's more than acceptable. Uh, There's no colour cast in any of the images. They're nice and sharp. Their colours are deep. There really isn't anything in the way of muddy colours in most of the photographs. So they look quite good. Uh, And they they definitely look like photographs. It's very interesting to see the diversity of the work. Um, And from a print quality perspective, it's pretty consistent from page to page. You know, there are certain dark areas in a few images that just are a little bit muddy, but overall quite good and quite nicely done. Now, this book is probably going to appeal to uh, the sort of photographer who likes... um, Photographs that have strong environmental statements because that's that's what this book comprises of. You know, as a nature photographer myself, you know, some of these photographs are not easy to look at because they're about the suffering of animals and the destruction of the of the natural world and the planet, deforestation, climate change, global warming, all those sorts of things are touched on in the photographs in this book. So I wouldn't say that the photographs in this book are easily absorbed. I, I, I think the safest thing to say about them is that they are strong statements and that not everyone is going to like or appreciate these statements. This is not the type of book I think you would leave on a coffee table for someone to pick up and flip through. I just think the photographs are not, you know, they're not really, 
the sort of thing that leave you feeling with a good feeling because of the content in them, because of the statement that they're making. So I think this is a photo, this is a book that will appeal to somebody who uh, feels that these uh, these things are very important to be documented and shared and really wants to uh, have this in their collection. So it's kind of a hard one to score this book because I, I think it's an important book in that it's a collection of very strong photographs as I say, about, you know, environmental vandalism in many ways. But it's hard to score this book in terms of view of its collectability. You know, it's not the kind of book I think I'm going to pick up and look at very, very often. It's probably going to live on my shelf and maybe I'll pick it up again in a couple of years' time and, and, and have a flick through it. But it's not a book that I would proudly display on the coffee table and nor is it a book I'm likely to reach for very often uh, as a reference. So I think this this is probably two stars for me. I think that's probably where... Uh, that sits and that's you know consider buying the book if the subject matter appeals to you and I think that's appropriate for this book Uh, I don't think that there is much more I should really say about or can say about it in that regard either you're going to want to own this book or you're not Uh, there's certainly no must own statements about this book I think you know it's Nice to have contributed a few bucks to the Natural History Museum with its purchase. That's a good thing. Um, they do donate quite a bit of, of money to the preservation of the planet. So I think from that perspective, it's, it's going to a good cause. So that's it. That's my review of the Natural History Museum's Wildlife Photographer of the Year, Unforgettable Photojournalism. Just keep in mind that it is not a book of the winning photographs. It is a book of photographs that are about environmental statements, and not all of them are very pleasant. But there you go. Uh, I hope everybody's staying safe and well out there at the moment. Uh, the situation from a COVID perspective here in Melbourne hasn't really changed since my last podcast, so we won't go into any more detail on that. We'll wrap it up there for today. I'm Josh. This has been the Wild Nature Photography Podcast, 19th September 2021. Look forward to seeing you out in the field.